welcome to the game Raven Review Podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and as I am every week, I am joined by some very talented individuals as we discuss the world of indie games. For this week's podcast, we are talking about games developed by women. But before we get into any of that, I would like to tell you who I have with me this week. Starting off with Taz, who is our Twitch team lead. Taz, how are you? I am freaking fantastic. How are you? I am doing all right here on this recording Sunday. Good. You better. Small threats to do better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You better or else. Oh, oh. You better feel better. <laughs> I hope you have a good day. Or right. If not. You know, you know what, pal? I hope you have a great day. I hope everything that you want comes to pass. Like, I think that was a threat, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just start giving compliments in like the most angry tone ever. Yeah, it's aggression for no reason. <laughs> I hope I do too. Thank you. You have a good day as well. <laughs> uh, also with us is Puppet, who is our editor in chief. Puppet, how are you? I I'm good. I'm here. Yeah, I'm good. Better be. <laughs> you better be i i follow this uh account on instagram called ominous positivity and it has wonderful posts like that where it's like aggressive kindness <laughs> it's great take my compliment why don't you yes right <laughs> oh man so thank you both for joining me this week and we'll be right back to what we've been playing see you there Welcome back to the game Raven Review podcast. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing. I'm very self-evident. Basically, we talk about what we've been playing for the last week or so. I have kind of played nothing. I bought a Switch, so yay. Yay. But I pretty much played nothing on it. Um, thank you, Amazon, for giving me a game disc that or game cartridge that didn't work. Appreciate you. Dang. Um, yes. <laughs> Wait, what? What happens? How does how does that happen? <laughs> I bought a, I guess, a return, maybe? I don't know. Basically, it was an Amazon game of the Mario Kart 8 that, when I put it into my Switch, pretty much kind of didn't crash the Switch, but pretty much gave me an error at first. I thought the Switch was bad. Again, I bought my Switch off of the Ebays, you know, taking risk in life, you know. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, this Switch must be bad. Shaking fists to sky. Then I called GameStop. I was like, hey, can I come in and like test out my Switch? And they said, sure. They're not busy. So I go there, and it seems to be like the game cartridge itself having an issue because their Switch also can play it. Huh. I have to return that game mm. over to good old Amazons, and hopefully they will give my money back so I can try to buy other games. Because I still believe in physical copies of games. Yes, I am old. Yes, I know digital is better, yada, yada. At the same time, though, I'd rather have something that is in my hands that I can always own. And if my you know, switch were to crash or something else were to crash, sure, I can get that back. But mm-hmm. I also just have that physical copy whenever I wanted. Also, if I lose that, then I also can't get it back. So that also is 
like pluses and minuses of having a physical cop. <laughs> it's a, definitely a double edged sword. It is for Going, sure. Like, on, a, on a flight, you get like the connecting flights. Like, did I did I leave my? Oh, I left it in the little rest thing. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's gone now. And that's gone now. That is the worst. Yes, I um wanted to play Animal Crossing at some point and could not find my cartridge anywhere. I don't think I don't think we found it still. Yeah, I bought you a new one. Uh yeah, Taz was so kind and and bought me a digital version of it and I was like, "Okay, well, never going back now." Cuz I lose things all the time. So. Yeah, that's again, pluses and minuses, pros and cons. Got to make pros and cons lists, kids, about things that you do and don't want to have. Right. But if if I had like an actual library, like like a shelf, you know, or some like a dedicated place for all the games, it is fun to have that in your house where you can like sit there and like look at all the games, you know. Look at me. Look at all the games I've acquired over the years that hopefully don't have scratches or anything on them. Right. That's also yes. the worst about non digital <laughs> media. It's like, hey, did that just have a scratch on it? <sighs> There's literally a shelf behind you. <laughs> Those are That's books? for books. Okay. That, that is a book shelf, not a game <laughs> shelf. It's for all the books that I've read throughout my life. Oh. Like Redwall and Little House on the Prairie and oh. Harry Potter and Little House on the Twilight. Prairie. Oh, oh. Oh, Little House on the Prairie, yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Classic, classic. Also, uh Tolkien. What else do I see there? Oh, Game of Thrones. Obviously, you never get you never getting those last books, by the way. Never getting those. Books. Never. Right, though. OK. <laughs> He's too oh busy doing gosh. better things like Elden Ring. No. Ah. Mm. <laughs> Except for it keeps crashing. So <laughs> it's like eh. I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> I had to verify game files and then redownload drivers, but I got it going. So it's fine. Hey, yo. It makes you appreciate the game more when you have to work for it. Absolutely. Speaking of Elden Ring, Taz, what have you been playing? I've been playing Elden Ring. <laughs> Ooh. Been playing Elden Ring. It's been great. Uh, updates up the ang. You know, it's crazy. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about this, but Elden Ring has done something a lot of, like we haven't really seen in a while. And that is released a full finished game without my single player game without microtransactions. And it's been amazing. Plus, they put out 20 gigs of content that are include buffs and fixes and things like that and nerfs and whatnot uh, and balances, uh, but also including just story content for free. Like, hey, there's another development here in the world. Boom. There you go. New NPCs, new quest lines. There you go. For free. Didn't have to pay a cent. What a concept. Also, within like a month of its release. So I think AAA developers should kind of keep that in mind while they're watching the growing indie world and their single player games, as well as fellow single pl- strictly single player uh, developers put out perfectly finished games without making false promises and having you pay $20 for a different shade of green on your clothes. You just it's all out there. You just have to find it. You have to earn it back to old school gaming of like, oh, I have all the gear. Why did you pay for it? No, I earned it. You sucker. 
not gonna pay money for that so it's been great it's been a great experience i it kind of brings me back to my childhood of when games were like that but it's been great so far so good or you could be like nintendo and um make people pay and work for it no no (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) breath of the wild (laughs) no because you get you got a freaking you paid ten dollars for a motorcycle Yo, I worked hard <laughs> for that motorcycle, okay? You had to pay to earn it. <laughs> yeah, and that Master Sword quest. I will never forget that. That is that is my greatest accomplishment as a gamer. That's nice. Forever I hold that. Oh, and finishing Cuphead. <laughs> but mm. I didn't really do that. Taz did that, and I was just along for the ride. Yeah, my back still hurts from carrying that game. <laughs> Uh, also, I guess for you guys, I see we talked about it last week a little bit. Um, the quote unquote leaked title is now, I guess, maybe more leaked for the Breath of the Wild 2. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and, really? Yes. And it's the again, if it is a true leak, I guess it's kind of a weird title Breath of the Wild Duality. Oh. Which some people say that that is kind of how we spoke about where you get to play as Link and Zelda, maybe. Maybe because duality and, and all that. Oh well, god, that's fine. Mm. I hope it works. Hope it works. I just hope they do it well because that games with that kind of system or that kind of gameplay don't don't always feel like they always feel like spinoffs. They don't feel as grounded. You know what I mean? I can't think of a good example, but if it was like, um, actually, no, we've seen a little bit of gameplay, so it can't be like Plague's Tale or other games like that where you're like. Or uh, two brothers, where you play as like both characters at the same time. Mm. Um, uh, they did it well with Assassin's Creed Syndicate, where you play as twin assassins, and each mission requires a specific twin. In the open world, you can play as whichever one you want. So if they did something like that, that'd be sweet. Mm. But I hope it doesn't feel like Zelda puzzle e. <laughs> I want it to be kind of grounded and hardcore for a mm. big Breath of the Wild game, especially if you're the first chance to really play a Zelda. I don't want it to be some kind of side mission thing. I want to I want to really play as her whenever I want. Right. Yeah. Or I think I would like it if it was like The Witcher a little bit. So you see her story that's kind of mm. separate, you know, mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. cool. That would be cool. And you still see a lot of action. She just still kicks butt, you know, here and there. Yeah, 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 for sure. For Good sure. Call. Good call. Yeah. I'll make a hard and easy claim that Nintendo would do none of this work. <laughs> and you will be palette swapping like Mario and Luigi in like Super Mario Land. Where, yes, you can play as Zelda, who is just Link with like a different haircut. Mm. I mean, they do kind of look the same. <laughs> I know, like yeah. In the trailer, that announcement trailer, they kind of wore the same things. Again, there you go. So again, yes, yeah, you can play a Zelda who seems to go yeah, just like um with a higher pitched voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like mm. I've heard that woman speak before. I'm pretty sure she can say words, unlike <laughs> a, unlike a boy Link who still grunts. But again, hope that works out. Hope it goes well. Again, I have a Switch now, so I can play it. And not have to like steal my friends. So yay. Yay. Hey, uh, yay. And speaking of games and stealing from friends, I don't know. Um, Puppet. <laughs> what have you been playing? It's called borrowing. 
Okay. Yes, exactly. Borrowing with an extended time period. Right. Right. I'm pretty sure I might still have a couple games from friends that I've borrowed. Yes. Um, anyway, what have I been playing this week? Uh, literally nothing, which is mm. amazing for me. Um, my sister, if you know her, little Force Faye, who is also a raven here, who is also a streamer for us, um, recently moved in with us into our basement. So we've been helping her this week and um, I helped her set up her, her, um, the little forest fay layer her cove her little she calls it the layer down Isn't there it? and i'm super proud of it and i can't wait for you guys to see it when she streams because it's super cute there's like fairy lights and i found this cute like ribbon thing that looks like little leaves and like it's so fun anyway so that's what i've been doing um not really playing a whole lot of stuff um just cuz you know, sometimes weeks happen and you're just so tired you can't play anything. Sam, I know you don't know what I'm talking about at all, ever. I don't. <laughs> I, I play all the games, never get tired or depressed, always yeah. up and at them. I never sleep. I just, 24 hours, I'm just awake doing yeah. everything I can. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Like, Taz, like, you're one of those people who can just, like, play games. And that's how you rest. But for me, I just, like... <laughs> You know, it just feels like too much. And so Pokemon Cafe Remix has been great because it's literally mindless. <laughs> and you can put it down anytime and forget about it and then come back and be like, oh, yeah, I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's me. It's so funny because like we'll get up in the morning leisurely. Um, I've been like getting up on my manga lately and I finally got to the Tokyo Ghoul manga, but I've been reading a lot of Junji Ito uh, horror uh, manga author and illustrator um, in bed casually in the morning <laughs> reading horror. And then I'll hear the Pokemon Cat Fae remixes like music because she, mm. she like looks at me as she like turns it on, slowly turns it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So I'm just listening to this cute, adorable music while I'm watching people like turn into spirals and whatnot. It's it's crazy. It's hilarious. It, yeah, it's got to be a weird, weird experience. But the music mm -hmm. in Pokemon Cafe Remix is freaking amazing. Slaps. It's so good. All of it. It just makes me so happy. It's a great way to start the day. Manga and tunes. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you both for your yeah, answers of what you've been playing for the past week or so, or reading also, and Breath of the Wild news. You know, we filled out, we filled out a segment. <laughs> we filled out a segment. So, yay. <laughs> um, and we'll be right back with our question of the week. See you on the other side. Game Raven Review Podcast with our segment question of the week. 
every day in our Discord. We ask a question to our followers just to kind of see where their heads are at. And if you would like to join our Discord, please go to GameRavenReview.com and a link to our Discord will be right there for you. And the question I pulled out for this week is, do you think you would play more games if you had them on a laptop or other mobile device? Puppet, I know you do have a Lapotapo. <laughs> oh, yes, Lapotapo, that's <laughs> official words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. So, do you believe that you would play more games? Okay. The thing is, is that I only have those things. So, I feel like this question <laughs> was uh, more so for those who are fortunate enough to actu- have actual PCs. Um, literally, all of the systems that I play on the regular are ones that I can take places. So, like the Switch, um, phone games, as Bertuzak says. Um, and then my laptop. Um, I played Valheim in bed for like ever. <laughs> so literally that's the only way a game is if I can, you know, bring bring my game somewhere with me. <laughs> Cause I I can't sit at a desk for very long. Like I just it's impossible for me. Um I can't sit anywhere for very long. Uh, just ask Taz. It's impossible to watch a movie with me. Because <laughs> I have to pause it every 10 minutes to, I don't know, get up and do something. I'm not sure what, but something. Um, anyway, so that's what, uh, that's my answer. Uh, the answer is there is no other way to game, in my mm. opinion. <laughs> All right. And Taz, I believe that you have or on the waiting list for the steam deck correct correct okay okay so again it kind of goes to you as well someone who again i believe also has a switch and things of that nature also getting a steam deck do you believe that that would make you play more games see i'm taking this question as like would i play more games on the go right like i've done laptop gaming it's a hassle in terms of like where you go places uh i've i've done laptop gaming on a on a on a 24 hour bus trip on a four hour plane ride it's it's a lot it's 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 just it's clunky it's just you have to fold it's a whole thing especially if you like forget your mouse and you're stuck gaming with you know wasd and the touchpad here sucks freaking sucks it's awful um so i guess between the two if I would take my games portably, definitely the phone, definitely mobile games because cloud-based gaming, uh, bigger full games coming out on mobile, um, more so than in the last five years, uh, has definitely developed a lot. Um, you can play um, Graveyard Keeper, Stardew Valley, full games, right? Full games that you can find anywhere else on a console, PC, what have you. Um, with just the added, you know, and they have touch, you know, touchpad, touchpads, like like designed similar to a a controller. But if you don't want to do that and you want to spend a little extra money, they, you know, a lot of third parties have built this simple fold out, put it into your phone, and then their their full buttons connected by Bluetooth. Boom, there, done, easy peasy. Sure, the screen's a little tiny whatever but it's a lot better than lugging around a laptop everywhere just to play a game um so i think between the two 
definitely mobile device for sure. Bring an extra battery pack done. But of course, we have the devices like the Switch and the uh, Steam Deck um, to where it kind of you don't have to. But if I want something that's just in my pocket, because I can't put those things in my pocket. I have to carry them around. But a phone is just nice and snug right there. So mobile gaming all the way. All you need is some cargo pants and a dream. And you can put anything in your pocket. I miss cargo shorts. <laughs> like, I'm sure your Switch could fit in, like, a cargo pocket. With, like, the Joy-Cons <laughs> in one pocket, like, the screen in another. There. There you go. Maybe if you a few games and another side pocket. Mm-hmm. One thing they put like I think this would be for like cigarettes or whatever. That I don't know if they still have those pouches and pans, but like you can put like switch games in that pocket. There you go. Easy. <laughs> My dress has pockets today. It should. Yeah. I really I remember being like a child back in the olden days and being like, girls, like, can you hold this? Like, why? Because I don't have pockets. I'm like, mm-hmm. that seems like a bad design. You know why they do that? This is why. Because they want us to buy purses. That's why. That's what I figured, yeah. Clutches and all. Yeah. I'm like, eh, just get pockets. Like, whoever is that smart person is going to put pockets in, Mm -hmm. like, dresses. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do that. You get all the money. (laughs) Person who makes pockets and dresses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And maybe mm -hmm. even yoga pants, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Love my yoga pants with pockets. By the way, Costco has some great ones right now, ladies. Costco. (laughs) Yes. Or men, you know? Yeah. Taz, you can anyone? borrow my leggings. And I would anyone? rock them too. Anyone who wants to wear leggings, you can. Just make yeah. sure you pick the right size. Because mm-hmm. if you pick the wrong size, ladies, gentlemen, and non binary. I know. I was like very binary just then. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. but also about this question. Oh, <laughs> I also have a gaming laptop, which I have tried to use like in the wilds. And I'm sure Puppet knows about this as well. Like, when you start playing games on this gaming laptop, like, yeah, you might be on a plane, but there's a new, another plane inside the plane, which is called your laptop, where those fans are kicking up a storm, mm-hmm. sounding like a 747. Mm-hmm. Like, just, mm-hmm. and it's that weird moment of, like, hey, you know, just gaming on my laptop, ha, 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 ha. Hopefully no one cares about this, you know, loud noise happening right next to them. And probably also causing some kind of heat to come up. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little bit warmer as well. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't as pleasant, right? Like, it was one of those, like, I wanted to play, but then also the outlet didn't work for me where I was sitting. Oh. So was like, but again, it's just, the gaming laptop, would it make me play more games? Eh. I think the Switch and, like, the Steam Deck are better suited for that. Because, again, it doesn't come off, one is being... <laughs> so clunky as Taz put it, where I have to get this like for my laptop, right? We have like that big brick because again, it's a gaming laptop and needs more power. So you have that big brick you have to carry around with you, and also your laptop. While if you have your Switch, you just need a USB C, and I'm pretty sure the Steam Deck is probably gonna be the same thing, where you just need a USB C and an outlet, and you're fine. Like that just makes that a lot better. A Switch you can break down as well, and have it in your pockets, honestly. If you want to do that and you have digital games, you don't even have to worry about that little side pocket that you don't use for cigarettes because that's bad for you kids. And so you just have all your games on your Switch. And for the most part, if they're single player games, you don't need to be online. Don't worry about that part of it either. Mm. And for me, again, would it make me play more games? Yeah, I like the Switch. I'm somewhat 
that is the right word? I don't know. Like, I am curious on how this will go. Sure. I also looked at the Steam Deck once, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe. But for me, it's like, I don't have enough time to sit down and invest in another $400 console. To be like, am I going to play this? Like, no, seriously. Am I going to play this? Mm. value the $400 I just spent? Because I think that's the smallest um, Steam Deck. I think it's like three ninety. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, I, um, uh, uh, yeah, I have the Steam Deck that I just have been sitting here with for a year and used maybe four times. Yeah. For me, when we play more games, it's more like I wish I had more time to do anything, including gaming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, if I had the time, I think it would help. Like you said, if you're on a trip. Well, let's be honest, on the toilet. It's like taking that was a big part of the what is it, the Vita, where you could play your PlayStation, what like play the same games on your Vita as it would your PlayStation 3 or whatever it was at the time. Like that, that's the of its that's, time. That was the draw of it. Like, yo, I can take my Switch anywhere. You mean anywhere, anywhere? Mm-hmm. Including well, the again. Wii U, same thing. Yeah, I guess you could, yeah. But you couldn't take the Wii outside of your house, could you? You take the Wii U like 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 that tablet outside of your house? I don't know, actually. I don't. Um. Yeah. Will Forsfay has one. I should ask her. Mm. I think so. Maybe. That is a great question. Because you could. I that's didn't get to play it, so it was after my time. Like I had, I played the, the Wii a few times. The Wii U came out. I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. And then <laughs> Switch came out. I was like, oh, that's that's really nice. Oh. Good job, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know, show me all those rum- HD rumbles as you can feel like the different shakes do different things. Like, yeah, okay. With the games at Nintendo, show me the games. Mm. Oh, it says the Wii U is a portable gaming system, and unlike the Nintendo DS, the controller isn't meant to be played outside the house or away from the Wii U console. Oh, so we have to stay in the house. Gotcha. Yeah. That's all right. Again, still be able to go to the bathroom, though. Still able to go to the bathroom. True. <laughs> be fine. True. You never leave. Yep. Dang. Yep. You ever get, get like stuck in there and you're just like, you're like, if I've been in here for 30 minutes playing a game, like I have. I should go do something. Because <laughs> I'm now just hiding from my family in the bathroom while I play games. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have gone on quite the journey, y'all. We have. <laughs> we have. You know, if I'm editing this, I might keep this in. Like, I might just be like, hey, this is what we talked about today. Don't don't judge us. You know, you know you do it too. You every know. one of you don't lie. Every Stream one of you with a switch have sat down and was like, I'm going to the bathroom and I'm bringing this with me. And then <laughs> decided I'm now just I live here now. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to include that in one of our questions of the day. Have you gone to the bathroom with a switch? Have you gamed on the toilet? Oh, absolutely. That that has to be over eighty percent of people saying yes. Because even if you don't count mobile games, mobile games count. Like if yeah. you're on your phone playing some game or on the Discords or the Twitches or whatever, all counts. If you're watching a video still counts. You have mm-hmm. entertained yourself in some. That's a better question. Have you entertained yourself? Wait, that sounds. <laughs> Wait, we don't want to say it that Wait, way. Wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> um. <laughs> have you the mm, adult question? Have you oh. played a game and or watch, okay, watching a video? I think everyone's watching videos in the bathroom. Like, that's just kind of the thing. Like, the days of having a newspaper or a magazine are gone. Now you have your cell phone to read an article or watch a video or 
Can't oh gosh, I can't watch a video because really? of the sound. I just, I'm so, I don't know why, but every time I go to the bathroom, I just think that everybody's listening to me. <laughs> so I have to like turn on the sink a little bit because I, you know, God forbid somebody knows IP. Um, that is so funny. Because again, and again, this is not me like trying to say that all women do this, but I've noticed that with women where like mm. one of my friends, I was at her apartment and like she goes to the bathroom and turns the water on and I'm like, maybe it takes a while for the, the hot water to kick in or something. Like I didn't really get it until one day I, I like I didn't confront her. I was like, why do you keep turning the water on? Cause your hot water is fine. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't want you people to hear me. I'm like, mm-hmm. hear you. Like, do you think I have a kink? Like what's happening? Like, like, it's, <laughs> like it's not. Again, everyone uses like, what's that book for kids? Like everyone poops or whatever. Like, Oh yeah. Poops. Yeah, Everyone, yeah. It's, there is no stigma to it. I'm not going to judge know. you. You're like, hey, puppet, I see that um, when you urinated that time, it only took you like 10 seconds. Are you sure you're drinking enough water? Uh, yeah, right. Oh, my like, gosh. Like <laughs> that stream didn't seem as flush as it was, Taz, <laughs> um, as it has in the past. I've been studying. <laughs> like, you were definitely I, sitting down that time. I could tell. Right. I could tell. I could tell. The oh echo in the room wasn't as strong as it usually is. So you must have been. Like, no. Like, right. Again, I don't think anyone cares. And again, if they do, don't be friends with those people. Um, like, if you go to the bathroom, cool. I'm not going to judge you for it. If you're in there for an hour, I might be like, hey, you okay? <laughs> and for an hour. Yeah, I'm just, just gaming. All right, cool, cool, cool. What you playing? Playing Mario Kart? Hold on, let me jump on. Hold on, hold on. Kick let one me jump on. Out. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I get my switch. Jump. Kick, 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 kick Taz out. He ain't playing. He, he ain't winning. Anymore. Come on. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Again, wow. Kids going to the bathroom is very natural. Don't let people put you in like a stigma for it. I remember that as a kid too, of like, I have to go poop, but I don't want anyone to know that I'm pooping. It's like, no, mm-hmm. pooping. leave me alone. All right. Like, that's me still. Yep. Me but still. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go in there for like five minutes. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Whatever. Here's air yep. freshener, please. <laughs> oh, poopery, everyone. Wonderful stuff. Poopery. Also, I like a good Febreze. Like Febreze is silent because like, people also have that stigma of like, oh, I'm spraying and people are gonna hear me spraying, right? So get your Febreze or Febreze-like product that has a very silent spritz sound. Ah. You can't really hear it, and it does a really good job of like covering up the smells and things as well. I like a, I like a good clean linen myself. I think that's I just like that smell in general. I love mm-hmm. linen. You know what I do? I flush the toilet, and while the toilet is flushing, that's when I spray. Yes, that that is also tech, because it's like, what's that mm-hmm. of spray or just toilet noises? Mm. Especially if you have like a long flushing, like one of our <laughs> one of our to- again. This is the, again keeping this all in, by the way. Um, the one of our toilets in our new house does like a really long flush for some reason. Like it's not like the new ones where it just like it's gone and it's never seen again. Like this one, like no, it wants it wants you to know that I am here for like a good ten seconds of flushing things. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's fine, that's cool. <laughs> it's like that gives you proper time to do whatever sneaky thing you need to do in the covering of that sound. But I appreciate this toilet. This toilet okay. is going to help someone out. It's all content. So weird. <laughs> all content. Are you uh, are you are you watching the comments on tw- on Twitch? Because oh, Emerald okay. was like getting a bit sidetracked on the poop wagon. <laughs> Yes, I mean, we, we are. <laughs> you know what? I'm very proud of this segment. Again, I'm here to get away from the stigmas. Oh, you left. Fine. Listen to the podcast then. I'm sending see you a clip <laughs> on Discord. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. But yes, we did get sidetracked, but that's fine. 
again, I appreciate talking to these individuals. So yes. So <sighs> hey guys and girls and non-binaries. I hope you enjoyed that segment of us talking about um a lot of different things, but also about would you play, play more games if you had a gaming laptop or a mobile device? If you would like to answer questions like this, please join our Discord on GameRavenReview.com and a link right there will be for our Discord. Join if you want. And we're right back with our main segment of the podcast. See you there. back to the game raven review podcast with our main segment games developed by women or strongly influenced by women all right so i'm going to start with a lovely woman by the name of roberta williams she's a game designer and a writer she has been in the industry longer than i've been alive and guess what that's a long time kids now if you don't know her by name, you might know her by the game she has actually been a part of. Her and her husband started a little bitty indie game. You may not have heard of it called King's Quest. And if you don't know what that is, if you watch Stranger Things Season 3, that is the game that they play in the arcade a lot. I guess maybe it would be like the first quick time of it game that got super successful back in the day to the point that it has several iterations. And Roberta Williams did... Also, like Mystery House back in the 80s. And her title among some in the industry is the Queen of Adventure Games. Um, she's also won the Icon Award at the Game Awards and the Pioneer Award at the 20th um, Game Developer Choice Awards. And then also in 2021, where I believe she won the Icon Award at the Game Awards, she also announced she's working on a game called The Secret. Um, again, this is... One of those, like again, King's Quest. It's just, it's an iconic game to play, where you have to walk around and ask people where my king, my kingdom went, because a witch went and stole it. What? Yes. Where's my kingdom? It, they stole it. <laughs> like legit, it's. I think it's like King's Quest three or four, where like you're the king of your castle, but you're taking a walk, and then like a wizard comes and like just snatches up your kingdom, and like your castle's just gone. You come back and it's like, where's my kingdom at? <laughs> and then an owl comes you're like oh um the great wizard such and such has stolen your castle oh. it's like oh yeah, you didn't help me at all did you owl <laughs> saw him take it and leave yeah gonna tell me sooner <laughs> right didn't help at all did you <laughs> dumb owl <laughs> but no like this is again like just a classic game king's quest is one of those things that i think also got a reboot like I think 2015. 2015, yes. And again, it's just she's one of those names that you see. It's like you might not know her by her face. And I think that's a lot of like industry, like in the industry, there's not a lot of faces that you might recognize. Like it's not like like game act like game like voice acting where you can hear a voice and like, oh yeah, that's such and such a person. Oh yeah, I know that person from like Naruto or whatever. Like game development is like you have to kind of follow that game and be like, oh. That's who's giving that award speech to do that game. Oh, I never, I, I don't, I've never, if I saw you in the street, I wouldn't know who you are. <laughs> mm, which we will circle back to 
Mm-hmm. So that is Roberto Williams, again, game designer and writer. I also, again, both of mine are kind of older school names. We also, we also have Amy Henning. She is a game director and writer. She has also been doing this for a very long time, going from 1964 to present. One of her most famous games, again, you might have heard of it, is the Uncharted games. Those games are also really well received. A movie just came out. She has been on Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, and Uncharted Drake's Fortune as the creative director. Um, her resume, again, is amazing. She also, oh God, I love this. She also was a design designer and artist for Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City, which is a Michael Jordan adventure game. Yes, Michael Jordan has an adventure game. It is not good, but you know what? In the 90s, if you were Michael Jordan, you were literally on everything, including Looney Tunes styled games as well. Maybe a movie, if you've heard of it. Space Jam. Eh. Eh, that an indie movie, you know. But just so much. So that's why it's like, you see this on her resume. It's like, no, that's not surprising. Like, yeah, she's done a lot of different things. She was on Legacy of Kane. She did Soul Reaver 2 as a director and also writer. Jack 3? Jack 3, yes. She was also on Jack 3. Holy smoke. Again, she, like I said, resume, wonderful. Top notch. Someone who's doing this for so long. Like, it's, it's amazing to see. Like, I... As long as I've been at a job, it's like three years, right? Like it's it's one of those like, man, she's I don't know how you keep that energy up for so long, right? To say I'm gonna continue to strive to do better and better at games. Where you look at her list of games, yeah, all these are good games. Like even as I <laughs> dump on Michael Jordan, yes, yeah, City, like that's still fun. I need a, I need to find a little bit of gameplay for that. <laughs> oh, if you look at the pictures, it doesn't look great. But again, it's it's a SNES game, right? Like it's it is. Putting Michael Jordan's face and throwing basketballs at people. But like she's done a lot of things. 3D basketball, Blood Omen. Again, Legacy of Kane, all these games that I think most people look at and say are really positive. I think that's also great to have on your resume. Not saying that people who have like bad games on resume are doing, you know, not a good job, but it's also something to see like all these games are hits, in my opinion. Like you look at all these, like, yep, nope, these are these are the ones that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that game. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that, and that was always fun to play. And just a little blurb here from one of the articles I read. Her cinematic writing and creative direction has defined a generation, and she is now considered one of the most influential women in the game industry. And again, that is Amy Henning. Again, if you like to play some of her games, look her up. She has a wonderful library of games. Again, the Uncharted games, the Jack, Jack, Jack and Daxter, Jack's Three, Soul Reaver. And she's also a writer for Forspoken, which is a game that I think is this year. I think Forspoken is this year. But she's also a writer on that. Oh is... my. She's doing Forspoken too? Yes. Holy smokes. This, this game is supposed to be like top notch. Yeah, supposed to be kind of crazy. Oh my God. This chick like defined a generation of gaming and continues to do so. And that's what I'm like, like, to have that same energy. I hope to have 20 years in the industry that can be like, yeah, I've done this for 20 years. I think that's an accomplishment. To look at her starting from like the late 80s going to 2022 still is an inspiration because I don't know if I could continually do the same thing over and over again, even if you're doing different projects, to still be in this and still have that fire to say, yo, I still want to continue to do this, even at my like, later stages in life. It's crazy to see how many like companies she's worked with too. Very different. 
Yes. Um, EA back in the day when, you know, before they became the EA of today. Yeah, right. Um, Atari, Crystal Dynamics, EDOS uh, Interactive, Sony Entertainment, because of the Jack and, Jack and Daxter and the um, Charter Games. Then again, EA again. And then now Square Enix. Again, just a wonderful resume. Again, seems to be a very talented individual. Again, I want to see what she does before Spoken, because hopefully that game is going to be as good as people say it is. Look up her, look up her games, play them if they are available in your region. Thank you for mentioning uh, Amy Henning. I I didn't know about her. And wow. Yeah, she's done so much. Quite amazing. Yeah, she is. Like, it's it's cool to see, like, the games she's worked on. Like I said, like, they're all, even the Michael Jordan game, are all good games. Like, Michael Jordan might be more camp, but... Like, all these are really good games, man. It's awesome. All right. Taz, you are next on the list. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can follow that. Actually, no. There's no need to follow because these are all amazing women in the gaming world. My first choice or my first uh, female lead gaming developing person, Kim Swift. Um, Team leader and level designer for Portal. Which, if you haven't already played, play it. It's amazing. She also has been involved in other Valve projects, most notably Left 4 Dead and its sequel, Left 4 Dead 2, which I played a ton of. Um, and with Portal, along with writer, uh, another writer, uh, won Game Developers Choice Awards for Best Design, Innovation, and Game of the Year. Because not only was she the leader of Portal, but she was also a level designer. So... If you're playing Portal and you're going through it, just think of Kim Swift. She She's the one that created this little puzzle for you to solve, you know. Um, and other notable games, uh, Half-Life 2, Episode 1, Half-Life 2, Episode 2, um, Quantum Conundrum, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the 2017 uh, release. Uh, she also hosted the 20th Game Developers Choice Award there on March 2020 actually has also quite the resume uh in terms of her work um so it's it's very fascinating to me and like you know to be for full um you know transparency doing research on this topic for this week's podcast it kind of took my breath away in a positive way how many games that i love were developed by women. Not that that changes anything, but the fact that like the fact that I don't know that already. We should always look to seeing who's making our favorite work. Who is the artist to our 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 paintings, our games, our movies, our shows? Who is the one behind the wheel to these things? Um because it can tell a lot about the uh the the story itself. So, um she was she was one I was like, "Holy smokes. Loved all of those games." And she made it happen. Um, so Kim Swift, she was a DigiPen alum um, developing uh, Narbacular Drop, uh, which was a portal based game that was then presented to Valve. And, you know, uh, Gabe Newell was like, I like this. I see this. I want it. Here you go. Here's a job. So that's like awesome to see like someone work so hard and then someone as you know as a legend as Gabe Newell is was just like I recognize your skill I recognize your talent here you go 
Um, and I, I freaking love that. Freaking love that. Um, my second woman in gaming uh, for a smaller indie game scale is Natalia Martinson, creative director and game designer for Kill Monday Games. Um, originally started as a team of two with her husband. And for a little game called Fran Bow, which is an amazing indie horror game. If you haven't already played it, uh, she wrote the story, designed the characters and took care of the art and animation for that game. Um, and I remember when that game came out, I think 2013, it just got all the rage. It was so like everyone wanted to play it. All the YouTubers playing it um, because it's like a point and click uh, horror game, really in your face with the horror. Um, and since since their starting of uh, Kill Monday games, they have definitely grown um, into what it is now with a bunch of other people. Uh, developers and designers, things like that under the belt. Um, and they're still very active in the gaming community in the indie world. So that was uh, Natalia Martinson. There you go. Cool. Very cool. Thanks for throwing that indie in there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Brenbo was the one where you took drugs to see the other like side, right? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Very dark game. Yeah, very dark game. Very dark game. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Definitely enjoy the indie games because indie games are just doing, I was going to say doing more, but that seems like, you know, to be my indie elitist, you know, push my glasses up. <laughs> yeah, indie games are better than triple A games. <laughs> I mean, it's not untrue, but, you know. Oh, uh, what are some of the women in uh, game development that you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to start with um, Aya Kiyogoku, um, and I can't not mention her because I love Nintendo, in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, and she uh, she's worked on all kinds of stuff, um, especially the Animal Crossing series. She has been the director and producer on most of the games. Um and it, including including Animal Crossing New Leaf, which is a wonderful game, and the New Horizons as well. Um, she also worked on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. She was the original game supervisor for that game. Um, but the game that I am most grateful for, for her work on, she was the script writer for Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, nice. which she won an award for. Uh, from the uh, Game Developers Choice Awards, so for her work on Twilight Princess, wonderful, wonderful ind individual um, gave us what we needed um, during the pandemic <laughs> with Animal Crossing. Uh, thank God for her. Um, and uh, yeah, Twilight Princess, one of my top Zelda favorite Zelda games. So. Um, she started her career in 2000, so she's been doing this for a little bit, um, not nearly as long as the ones you mentioned, Sam, but, um, she's, she's done, you know, it's tw what, 2022 now? 22 years. It's a long time to be in the industry. So that is, uh, that is Aya Kiyogoku. Um, yeah, so that, that's my AAA, uh, gal I, I wanted to mention because, um, 
Nintendo. We love it. Um, I wanted to mention a couple other female devs that have games coming out here soon that have not been released yet, but that are wonderful, wonderful game devs um, and uh, their indie studios. The first, which we've talked about many times, and we've actually had them here on the podcast, is Crystalla. It's a dark fantasy RPG that is coming out here very soon. And um, it features feline warriors, so cats and um, fighting. So that's fun and magic and all the things. Anyway, it's by Astral Clockwork Studios. And um, it was started in 2018 by Ali, Tiffany, and Sarah. Um, And now it has over 30 creators um, from all over the world that are working on this game. Um, It looks amazing so amazing um and these three women they're just incredible individuals and they um have done quite a few things um sarah in particular um she is a women in games ambassador um and their um their game has been nominated for a few awards so um uh it is going to be on the pc but they're also going to port it to the nintendo switch ps4 ps5 and the xbox one as well nice so it'll be on a bunch of different consoles Mm, gosh was it like six months ago i don't know um we got a custom build um that we got to play and uh taz you got to play a little bit of it too yeah um it is like game i had a good time with it i remember playing that game and i it you know it's an early early build that we played um but i felt i felt like i like time was going by faster than i realized and that's when you know it's a good game (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so if you like souls like games and you like cats and you like uh fantasy and magic and um adventure and all that cristala is a game to check out and it's also um being developed by uh a women-led team speaking of cristala i also got to see like one of the earlier builds of that game those women have been at work boy like that looks amazing like that fur tech ooh, yeah oh. right i know i know like i that's why i have faith in indie games right because that like indie games you want to be successful of course but you like there is no like oh sony xbox behind you kind of thing this is your passion project so you have to make this like the best game you can make because why would i be doing this without wanting to do that like mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. seeing that seeing all that work going in and like having people hopefully again i haven't checked to see what the youtube comments are about it but like to be positive about your game like that has to feel like awesome because that yeah that looks great <laughs> yep yeah it's been super like, the fun. movement looked good oh man again and tash played elder ring and stuff like it kind of reminds me of again the from soft kind of combat from their Dark Soulsian, I'm going to hate this game after a while. Not because I'm not having fun, because I've died 50 times to that one <laughs> boss, and I just, I just like, I'm gonna put this game down before I throw my controller at, at the screen because I keep dying because I forget to roll. Yeah, I gotta get good. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been super fun to to watch their development and everything. Um, yeah, it's I I've been stoked for it. What first got me involved in that game was the lore. There's so much lore in that game. 
um, the story itself and the clans, it's just so well fleshed out. Um, and I, I love that part. I love the story part of games. Um, and then on top of it to have all of those other features, it's just, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And, um, to see them like release, finally release their trailer and, um, they've been at the, uh, yeah, Game Developers Conference. Yeah, they just brought it there to... Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, they did. Um, just this last month. Yeah. Yeah, pretty great. So um, Critter Crops, also being developed by a solo dev. Um, they are Skyreach Studios. Um, she is wonderful and amazing. And I wanted to mention them because, um, again, we love solo devs here at Game Raven. And this solo dev is a female Basically, Critter Crops is freaking adorable. It is uh, what it sounds like. You get to plant and grow little critters. And it's just so cute. And it's spoopy because it's like Halloween themed. Um, we love it. I also got to play an early version of the game and just had so much fun. As uh, this adorable orange haired little uh, girl walking around and planting little uh you know cute creatures so there you go those are my two uh indie um indie indie developers who are women so i also wanted to mention if you guys are looking for more um ladies in gaming or lady devs to follow especially indie devs um there is a hashtag on twitter that is trending um called what a game dev looks like and I wanted to talk about this for a second because, um, Sam, you mentioned earlier in the podcast how um, we don't always know what the people look like who are behind the games that we play. And a lot of the story has to do with that. So back in um, 2019, a gal named uh, J.C. Lau was at the um, Game Developers Conference. and. Um, she was um, in line to get her badge and um, she was stopped three times by uh, security telling her that the line she was standing in was only for speakers three times. <laughs> and from there, she was like, uh, I'm sorry, has anybody else experienced this? <laughs> and um, guess what? A lot of women in gaming have experienced stuff like this. Hey, you're in the long, wrong line. Um, are you supposed to be here? Um, who are you? Um, kind of this, uh, it's like, you know, you kind of feel like an imposter anyway. And then to have it reaffirmed by the people around you is not fun. So she started a hashtag called what a game dev looks like. And around this time every year, it trends on Twitter. And it's just a lot of lady devs just kind of taking selfies and showing people, hey, this is what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't look like you would think I I do. Um, here are all here are the games I'm working on. Here, here's what I'm doing in in the gaming industry. So um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that story and encourage you guys to look into more um lady devs because um there's a lot of them in the world. And there's a lot, um, at least from what I've learned from what you guys shared too, they're very influential in the, in 
in gaming. Um, and we just don't, we don't talk about them. So, yeah. Well, no, I think that's awesome to have. Like, so there was a basketball player by the name of JJ Barea, who is roughly like me and Taz's height, right? Which you think basketball player, you don't think that he would be playing basketball. So kind of like her story where he tries to go, you know, through the players only. Like, hey, 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 kid, where are you going? Well, I'm with the team. Sure you are. Sure. But no, I, I'm, I'm an NBA champion, though. Like, I, 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 I beat LeBron James. Ah. You're like 5'8". Get out of here. And he had to like Google himself and be like, no, ser- no seriously, see, see the, the Google. I, um... <laughs> Google. <laughs> and to me, like it's sad to not be able to put that. Like I have sometimes issues with faces. So again, if I can look at them, like I think I know who that is. Let me do a search. Oh, yes, yeah, this person. Like give them the flowers. Shoot them like a tweet and be like, hey, man, I love your games. Mm-hmm. I listen to Game Raven Review, you know, wink, wink, not, not. And they told me about you, man. I really appreciate you and all the things you guys are doing. And the- thank you for all your hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's not just women too, like um people of color and non-Americans too. Non-binary, all of it. Yep, non-binary. Like there's so many, you know, circles of people who are are here <laughs> in the industry, you know, around. Yeah, but again, I always want to say give people their flowers while they're alive. Give them their props while they're doing it. Like just give them the props they need, man. Cause you never know what again developers happening or that person's going through. To give them just that, hey, man, I think you're doing a good job. Puppet, I think you're doing a great job. Taz, I think you're doing an awesome job. Keep up the good work. And you never know what that can do for a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's my inspirational minute for the day. <laughs> oh, man. So thank you all for listening to our podcast this week. I have been your host, Sam, and you can find me on any social media under Sam Set It DFW. Puppet, where can you be found? I'm Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E N. And you can find me here on Twitch, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, I also stream here on this channel on Saturday nights when my internet is working. <laughs> Um, and, uh, on my own channel, I, uh, I stream all kinds of stuff. So come see me. And Taz, where can you be found? Yes. You can find me at Taz T double three on all the social medias. Uh, I do stream for game Raven review Twitch channel on Sunday nights, along with dark Isle doing game, uh, Raven parties. Those are fun. Tonight we were playing overcooked Two at the time of recording. It's gonna be a good time. Um, and then, I also stream on Monday nights playing whatever's hot and spicy on the on the indie, in the indie world Monday nights, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Hope to see you there. You can find all of us on Twitter and Twitch at Game Raven Review and also on GameRavenReview.com. And there on GameRavenReview.com will be a link to our Discord. Join if you would like. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Have a fantastic week. And until next time, goodbye. Are you game?